Okay, I'm here with Graham Smith from Voluntary Japan. Graham, welcome. Nice to nice to see you. Hey, thanks for uh, having me on, Shay. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, uh, introduce yourself and and tell us about who you are and what you do. Sure. So uh, my name's Graham Smith, and I am the I guess you'd say founder of Voluntary Japan, which is an initiative focused on spreading the philosophy of voluntarism. In Japan and beyond, through online activism, uh, volunteering, and direct action. So I came to Japan in 2010, uh, of course, uh, doing the thing that a lot of people do to teach English. Right. Um, same thing that James Corbett did, and uh, I don't know about you, uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's how I started here too. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I still teach English sometimes. Uh, but I uh, became an anarchist here, full-on anarchist, uh, voluntarist, libertarian. And then started this thing called Voluntary Japan, and uh, as it stands now, it's kind of a loose network of different people in Japan here who are voluntarists, um, pro-individual self-ownership, that are doing different things. Um, my focus is kind of the spreading the philosophy and, in the direct action realm, uh, volunteering. And I work with a free school uh, down the road here in Niigata, um, uh, helping them, and they're kind of a a radical school, like a real rare kind of gem here in Japan that's all about the unschooling philosophy, okay. um, student-led learning. And I got a friend in Nagano who is a permaculturalist farmer. So with him uh, and a few other people uh, overseas, we kind of started this. Well, I started it, and then they were kind of fans, and then they kind of joined in. Uh, so it's this kind of loose initiative, but uh, recently I've jumped off uh, from the teaching thing and have been blogging on Steemit for about two years now, and that enabled me to start doing this full time. So that's basically it in a nutshell, I guess. That's that's amazing, man. Uh, congrats on that. Um, now Thanks. you mentioned um, a couple of uh, words that uh, many in the audience may not be too familiar with, or they'll have a different idea of what the word means. The first okay. is uh, anarchist. Now a okay. lot a lot of people are really not sure exactly what anarchist is. They you know they have this idea of the guy throwing a bomb, you know, a mass guy throwing a bomb or something like that and that's that's not what you are, correct? Uh no, I'm not into throwing <laughs> randomly throwing bombs into buildings. It does yeah. sound like fun, you yeah. know. Sometimes I feel like I might want to, but uh no, I guess it's always important to define our terms, right? Uh recently yeah. In a lot of online debates, um, been coming to this conclusion with my fellow debater. We've got to define our terms. Yeah. So to me, anarchist just means the you know you go back to the etymological Greek root, no rulers, anarchos. Um, uh, and I'm a voluntarist, so basically, uh, my body and my life are mine, and your body and your life are yours. And uh, it's wrong to violate that. Don't hit, don't steal, really. Right. And that's that's right. all voluntarism is to me. And I you know to its logical logical conclusion that rules out things like uh, violent coercion as taxation uh, where if you don't pay for ABC you'll be thrown in jail. Um, it rules out things like war um, where there's just a bunch of victims that have nothing to do with the conflict. And so it's a really just a pro-peace philosophy but it also accepts self-defense. So right. yeah, that's what I mean by anarchist. So it's definitely not um, – I want less violence. Yeah, that's that's the voluntarist definition. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel a lot of people are confused about that. That um, you know, they they have this uh, old, outdated definition of what anarchism is. You know, or they they try and define it as a certain thing. But 
uh, you know, as you've seen, there are um, different different philosophies within the anarchist um, community as well. So, uh, yeah, there's like a million of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's why yeah. I don't know. I, recently, some folks have been saying, "Well, everyone defines voluntarism differently," but I, I disagree with that. I think it's pretty simple. There's nuance and disagreements once you get to the you know more higher extrapolated levels. But basically, it's you know, you know, Shea owns his body uh, and his life. If Shea uses his time and his body to you know build a log cabin, that log cabin belongs to you. Yeah. You know, it's it's like that. So, uh, to me, it's pretty simple. Um, maybe maybe I'm wrong there, and that's why so many people like to argue with me. But well, I, <laughs> I don't mean, know. It's especially on the internet, you'll find people to argue with you about anything and everything. You know, so um, that is a good point. But, uh, <laughs> it's a valid point. But no, I, I think you know that's why it's good that you're you're helping spread this idea because you know you the true individualism and voluntarism and anarchism is about just self ownership and not not violating the rights of other people and, and everyone is their own individual. So I think if more people actually understood that that is what this is and that's what you're promoting or, you know, what, what voluntarists actually believe, then I think a lot more people would actually kind of agree and, and understand that's, you know, they hold very similar beliefs as well. Oh yeah. Like I, I can't think of really even one person in my everyday life who doesn't think that you shouldn't violate people it's just you know a lot of them haven't really gone that far to extend it to government which is kind of like this religion right uh, yeah. but yeah and I think you know if I could divulge a little bit of our private chat before we started here you yeah. know you said you, you don't really like to be boxed in by labels and I agree and I think it primary to voluntarism is probably just a human understanding of you know what works and what doesn't and uh empathy and compassion then if you want less violence that's the philosophy I've found that most closely lines up with reality you know where okay there's scarce resources and everyone needs them to live and we have different wants and needs so we need some sort of like ground baseline rule right and I, I find it funny a lot of people say well it's utopian you know there's always gonna be violence and it's like yes there will always be violence uh, but isn't it better to have a system that makes sense versus one that says okay this group of people gets to magically do what they want and this group of people has to obey them like that's just bound to make things violent you know right so yeah and one one of the um the biggest things that i i got from this is that um if you you tell people that you disagree with like democracy that they automatically think that you're some sort of fascist or you want to control people when it's complete opposite when you think democracy is just a sort of um you know the majority ruling the minority in a way you know so uh, and, and when you explain it that way to people they they kind of go huh you know <laughs> so uh, right mm. and that's exactly what it is and like you said i think the words scare people away sometimes man because the, you know words like anarchist or what well, you don't like democracy because we're told from you know, the moment we pop out of the womb, basically, yeah. that democracy is this holy great thing. But like, you know, if you have an honest, respectful conversation and say, well, hey, what is it really? 51% gets to decide, yeah. uh, you know, what the other 49% have to do. That's that's not fair. Right. You know, and then most people, you know, most good people, if they're honest, will be like, well, yeah, that's true. You know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. 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 
So uh, shifting gears a little bit. Now you said you came to Japan in 2010, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. So what was your your main motivation for for coming here? What 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 is what is the path that led you to come to Japan? Well, I told people I wanted to, you know, have an experience uh, or whatever, and uh, you know, go see something else. And I did, uh, but really, I guess if I'm honest, I think I wanted to uh, uh, find a wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I thought Japan was cool, and just get the hell out of Indiana for a little bit, which is where I'm from, right. to see something else. Uh, I had just graduated college. I had kind of gone with a major that I, I wasn't really into, but I just thought, well, I, I majored in elementary education. Right. Um, because everyone was like, oh, you're really good with kids. And I, was, I am good with kids, uh, so I thought, well, I'll just do that. But by the end of it, I knew I didn't want to go into public schools, uh, being in the public schools. I couldn't do it with a, with a clear conscience, so I just thought, yeah. well, what am I going to do? And uh, I always had an interest in Japan, so it just worked out that I could uh, get out and um, got here and really loved it. you know. And I'm sure you can relate. A lot of people said, why Japan? Why so far? Why not go out of state? Aren't yeah. you homesick? And I was like, you know, I feel bad. I love you guys, but I'm not fucking homesick at all. Uh, yeah. I like it here. Hey, <laughs> I feel exactly. at home here. You, you, you get all those. Um, yeah, I understand exactly yeah. th those types so, of questions. Yeah. yeah. So and here I am, you know, my folks just came this summer and my mom was like, yeah, I can see why you like it here. But they're ready to get back to the U.S. You know, that's just their home. And yeah. when I go back to the U.S., I, you know, after one week, I'm like, all right, that's nice. Let's get back to where for me, this is where uh, shit's happening, you know, and yeah. I think it's exciting to be here and like. You know, you mentioned before, everyone kind of has this image that it's this collectivist, like, why would you want to be there as a libertarian? But what I've found is it it's shockingly, I can live a more libertarian lifestyle here in a lot of senses than I ever could in the U.S. Right. And so I think that the whole thing about voluntary Japan is I want to share those aspects of the culture with people outside just to show that individuals are individuals wherever. And Japan's a cool culture and simultaneously bring in some of those Western ideas here to let my Japanese friends know that hey, it's okay, right? To disagree with something, it's okay to be, you know, the 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 blade of grass standing up, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, so the nail that sticks out gets hammered. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is true for every you know statist society, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, Japan just has a has a phrase that defines that, but I mean, every, for sure, a, everywhere has that same sort of principle. If you don't fit in with the majority of the group, you're going to be ostracized in some way you know so, right right yeah. but I found here that like that's true there's definitely some and you know this uh, just really dark dark black sides of the culture where it's like oh, yeah. hmm. you know like as a lot of the bullying in the schools is like psychological and um, really kind of evil you know the, the overwork the unpaid overtime that happens and uh, the state you know the state is it is collectivist I'm pretty sure if uh, there was a news broadcast telling people to jump off a cliff a lot of people would but at the same time, you know, people like in my community here, the individuals I interact with generally leave each other alone. Yeah. Uh, they're entrepreneurial and they don't really care what you do. And I can, you know, and just little things like I can take a can of beer outside here without getting harassed by a cop and put my face put in the pavement. Why? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're public intox. Yeah, but you told me not to drive home. Well, too bad. You know, like okay here no one gives a shit like I could <laughs> not that I'm advocating this but I could pass out on the Bandai Bridge uh, in downtown Niigata and if a cop walked by he might ask me if I'm alright 
Yeah, exactly. That that's um that's that's yeah, one thing I've noticed it's here. It's a little bit different. And uh so that's just one little thing that I like here. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing I noticed when I moved here was the more of the like the individual freedoms seem people seem not to really care as much, you know, like you can as you said you can walk down the street, drink a beer, you know, things like that when, you know, I'm being from Texas, you can't really do that unless you're at a, a concert or something, you know, like a, a public concert, you're allowed to open a beer, but can't you can't walk outside of the park or whatever, or else so you could get a, a PI, you know, so right. and land um, of the free. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, <laughs> and my interactions with police here have been very, very pleasant. You know, I mean, I, we may disagree fundamentally on what laws should be followed and and whatnot, but just my day to day interactions with them have been nothing but pleasant. You know, they're they're not seeking to they're they're not actively seeking to find um, stuff just to find. You know, other than like the speed traps, which is I, just, I think just common in every country. But right, right, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I was uh, I had this conversation on Facebook the other day. I was just watching like I guess what was the Japanese version of cops or whatever and I couldn't stop just like a bunch of people agreeing with each other <laughs> like you know these dudes are uh, riding their scooters down the street you know drunk or whatever and then the cop pulls them over and the dude's like yeah I was driving a little crazy and the cop's like alright well just get out of here yeah. oh, of course like if anyone's watched documentaries from the prisons here which they hardly ever let them in it's black it's dark uh, there's a lot of abuse and, and physical violence from cops, but like you said, on the street, I've found there's just, they're not, the ones I've found on the street are not seeking conflict and trying to escalate shit. Like, I feel like a lot of American kind of, they got this machismo thing, American yeah. cops sometimes. So, yeah, you know, there's that. And then there's the whole thing about, uh, I, I feel like there's not really the Catholic body guilt thing here. You know, you've mm. got the hot springs, you've got, and there's a lot less, um, and I'm not knocking anyone who's who's a Christian or religious or anything, but there's a lot less of that kind of judgment here. People are just kind of like, well, you know, I'm a Buddhist on this holiday, I'm a I'm a Shintoist on this holiday, but really I just live my life. Yeah. And I really love that, you know. And people don't care if you're a Christian. People don't, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so many aspects are really, and, and and like I said. The, the entrepreneurial aspect, like it's not that hard to start a business, not so much red tape. I think this is stuff most people outside of Japan don't know about. Right. Yeah, I've, um, that there's been a lot of pleasant experiences in that regard. So um, that, I was really surprised uh, when I first moved here to experience that. So now, why have you always been in Niigata or did you move there later on or um, tell me? sort of the uh, the beginnings of your J Japanese experience sure well yeah like you uh, you know in Tochigi I've been here since pretty much day one uh, I got into Japan did some work training for two weeks down in Okayama uh, hmm. down by where uh, James Corbett actually is down there in uh, Kansai and then came to Niigata and yeah I just uh, I don't know man it's like it was you know meant to be as cheesy as that may sound but I just loved the city a lot of people hated this hate the city but I just immediately fucking fell in love with it right and just you know eventually met someone and uh, got married and now got a five-year-old son and wow yeah. I'm just here and I met a bunch of other expats that are you know kind of libertarian bent type people 
And so, yeah, I'm trying to make it happen. I feel like this is a good place to, you know, plant a seed of, you know, free market crypto voluntarist philosophy in Japan. Right. It's kind of like the new frontier, you know, Yeah, yeah. Uh, for guys like you and me. So, yeah. I, I have found there are a lot of more libertarian-leaning people um, in the expat community. Not not just Japan, but, you know, in, in other countries as well. And I think there's a certain, you know, um, nomadic sort of lifestyle <laughs> that, you know, mindset that a lot of libertarians have. So you'll find a lot more of them, you know, traveling the world, doing their own thing, you know. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think it takes, uh, I don't know, I want to say a special kind of, but a certain kind of person to say, hey, I'm going to go 6,000 miles away just for the hell of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you have to be a little bit individualist to do that, you know? Everyone thought I was so. crazy. They're like, why would you, what What are you doing moving, you know, you don't, do you yeah. know, do you speak Japanese at the time? No. Uh, do you know anyone in Japan? No. Um why why would you do that That's i just so said, cool it just i want to you know like for me it was you know i come from a small really conservative town so i just needed to get out and a lot of people thought well you know you can just move to a different state or you can move to a, a, a city or something and i'm like yeah but the underlying problems of what i disagree with are still there so um i just needed to for me it was also like a just a personal challenge you know just to see you know a lot of people move away from home to a different city but they're still in the same country you know they still have a lot of comforts that yeah. they are used to and i just said now if i really want to test myself just go somewhere that is completely alien to what i'm used to and you know i was yeah i was able to to do it and survive and learn the language on my own and you know i'm i'm not fluent in it but i i think i could i i can do almost anything that i could back home here right you know like right. in, in terms of being self-sufficient so i i think i've succeeded at least in that you found similar similar thing yeah yeah i mean hearing you talk yeah mm. i it's so cool to hear you say all this because yeah I, I feel the same and it's really cool to meet someone else that has that you know such a the same kind of understanding of what it feels like and yeah it is you know, I had people ask me the same things, like, why, why don't you just, you know, go to Colorado or go somewhere far away? And it's like, well, I don't want to. Um, I want to do something totally new. And I, I wasn't scared of it, and I'm sure you can relate too, but there's a certain type of person that that, that doesn't work out for. Right. You know, and you've got to know that you want to do it. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't know, it's, it's inspiring for me to hear, like, uh, you tell your story because... Uh, that's what I think is so cool too. Like you mentioned about a lot of the expats, is um, there's kind of an adventurous spirit there. I think, which is uh, you know, which is huge, and it's important to uh, um, the voluntarist thing as well. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know Japanese either. Um, I knew a few words, and uh, you know, like you, I can get by if I can't talk about like you know nuclear physics uh or anything like it's hard to talk about like deep philosophical stuff which for me is hmm. fucking frustrating uh especially with the voluntarist thing you know uh, i want to be able to get deep into that and have like uh deep you know philosophical and political conversations uh, my wife helps with that but that's still something that's you know constantly learning and improving on yeah how, how did your wife feel about um the, this philosophy was it new for her or was she already in the same sort of mindset? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't it, know how, how much 
personal information you want to give, but uh, I'm, I'm yeah, curious I'm, about how, how she feels about it. Yeah, no problem. She was um, already a bit of a rebel, I guess, so the mindset was there, but it was never articulated. Right. Um, but now she pretty much identifies as, and like we said, you know, we're, we're, we're individuals before we're an ism or an ist, but right. um, yeah, she's a voluntarist as well. Uh, she's into cryptocurrency. It's funny. I, I went down to Tokyo recently. I got the the honor of interviewing uh, Roger Veer uh, down at the Bitcoin.com office. And I walked in with this hat on. Oh, great! He's yeah. like, "Oh, cool hat." Yeah. Like, where'd you get that? And I was like, "My wife bought it for me." He's like, "What? Is your wife Japanese?" Like, yeah. He's like, "Awesome." Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's so rare for. Uh, and I'm not saying that the Japanese don't aren't libertarian, um, but it's so rare for that to be articulated. Right. As I'm a this or that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, I got I got a good catch. Uh, so she's pretty much, but she was always anti-authoritarian, -authorita hmm. like like to an extreme degree. Yeah. So I think you know that it wasn't that hard to sell uh, the idea <laughs> of right. Hey, yeah. hey, you shouldn't. You know, I hate authority too. You know, false authority or whatever. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, how about yourself? Are you are you married? You single? You got uh, family? Uh, if I can ask, I'm, yeah, I'm interested yeah. to know about you. Yeah. Yeah. No. No worries. Uh, I'm not married. I I do have a girlfriend um, who's Japanese. Um, she's unfamiliar with the concepts, but uh, you know, I'm slowly adding those in there and, and see how <laughs> she feels about it. Um, certain topics we've discussed, she we align on in that in that way. Um, you know, people should be free to do what they want as long as they're not hurting anyone else. I think. Um, she, she's fully on board with that, you know, so, cool. um, just, um, you know, introducing the more, uh, extreme ideas, you know, just little by little, you know, <laughs> you know scaffolding, I mean? right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It takes time, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's but, cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, but just like you, individuals who I've met here seem to be very, open and accepting of different ideas. I, I think it's just as a culture, the collective culture is, is sort of opposed to um, right. a lot of that. So, Right. I, I found like a lot of stuff that, you know, Americans, you know, and I'm an American, so Americans don't get offended. But uh, I don't even like that label really. Just from that cultural region is it, the thing is like, reacting to words or like uh he said this word so i've got to be against it or he said this word so i'm on his team yeah whereas here like you know i'm thinking of one japanese friend in particular like i'll drop some voluntarist shit that that he's like he'll just giggle at like taxation is theft yeah. but when he talks when we talk about it it's almost like yeah you know the word here that i'm sure that you know atarimai like that's understood yeah why do we why do we need to say it like i know it's theft but fuck i gotta pay it like yeah. so i found a lot of that here which is cool because it's like oh i thought i was this radical uh libertarian guy but uh a lot of the people meet here are like yeah i know i wish it was that way but it's not yeah yeah and, and i've encountered like, oh. that a lot as well yeah Let's do it, you know. And, and this guy I'm talking about is a, is an entrepreneur, always starting new businesses secretly, not telling his wife, like buying so, <laughs> buying solar panel fields in other prefectures. Like, I don't know. It's you know, it's funny. You know? Right, right. So, yeah. Uh, it looks like we're dropping out a little bit. No, uh, I I hear you now. Okay. But yeah, but you know, and I'm not advocating not telling your wife shit, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, he's a very, very entrepreneurial, and um, cool. it's funny to me because it's like, yeah, okay. talk about libertarianism. It's like, well, 
I already understand it. But I think where, where guys like you and I come in is actually pushing it forward and saying, no, but actually, you know, we can change things. Uh, like, you know, and for an example for, for your audience that might not understand the kind of down, downside of the collectivist mindset here, um, just a stupid anecdote. You know, I worked in an office at the English school and the laminator broke one day and I knew how to fix it and it was just jammed in there. I just needed a screwdriver to take this melted plastic out. And I told the manager, hey, I can fix this. Just let me take it up to the apartment real quick, and I'll, I'll fix it in five minutes. And, oh, no, no, no. You have to, you know, we've got to take it back to where we bought it. There's a way that we got to do this here. And the thing sat there fucking broken for three months until finally, like, I couldn't take it anymore. I went back to the manager and said, yo, you guys haven't done this yet. Let me yeah. do it. And unscrewed it, take it out, fix it. Yeah. And I think it's that kind of thing that, um, you know, I think we can – push <laughs> you know i'm not trying to take over the culture here but like push a little bit more um to ask questions like with the high school students i had when i would say what do you think and they start like reaching for a textbook even if there's no textbook like wait yeah. what i don't it like yeah. short circuits them no what do you think yeah. i can't because i've been trained to never give my own answer and it's like you know but more and more i think the younger people here are starting to kind of give the metaphorical middle finger to a lot of that stuff and say we're gonna with that comes bad stuff too like you know you lose a lot of some of like the good stuff about Japanese culture but yeah. I'm more inspired by the people saying we're gonna do it we're gonna do it our way yeah exactly and uh, they're becoming disillusioned you know so that's that's yeah. one of the uh, the issues that I had um, before working with my business partner now when I when I worked for schools run by you know run by Japanese, you know, Japanese schools, it was always, anytime I had an idea, I said, well, I can, I can get this done faster if I do it this way. And they're like, no, 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 don't do it. We have to do it this way. And I'd always say, well, why? Well, because that's the way it's always been done. Right. And that would frustrate me so much. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, when I was younger, I was like, no, that, that's, that's bullshit. Why, why yeah. should I, you know, and it just caused problems for myself, honestly. Um, but now, uh, you know, I, um, my business partner and I, we, we run two, two English schools and he's, he's British and, but his, his mindset is still, he's very entrepreneurial and everything. And we had, you brought up the laminator issue. We had a, we had a issue with a, a laminator that, um, was broken. And, um, as soon as it happened, he goes, all right, give me a screwdriver. I'll just open it up and fix it now. You know, and we're just like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we need to do. So <laughs> it's, it's great to be in an environment where as long as something can get done, you know, as, you know, we just, we get it done. It doesn't really matter if, if that's always how it is, you know, so it, right. the way it's always been done. So it's, it's good to be around people like that. For sure. And I think like the, the converse flip side of that, that like, I really hope I can kind of, share with uh people overseas and in the west i guess is like you can be an individual and still get a lot of shit done like in a more powerful way when you work together with other individuals exactly um and that's the big thing about japan here i just participated in a, a festival where we you know carried the shinto the mikoshi the yeah. the shinto it's like a <clears throat> I guess a float, for lack yeah. of a better term, but it's this box. Portable uh, shrine. For, for yeah. those that, yeah, portable shrine, yeah. very heavy, and everyone shoulders it, and you walk 
you know, about a mile across the city and, you know, saying washoy, washoy, and everyone takes turns and sweats and drinks a lot. And, and at the end, I had all these people telling me, like, thanks for participating. Now you understand what it is in Japan. We all carry the weight. We all work together. And that was really touching. And I think that shouldn't be lost on libertarians either that, yes, we're individualists. No one has the right to force you to do anything. But when you fucking work together with other individualists, you can become very strong and like uh, build a really, really great thing. So yeah. I kind of like that. Uh, I don't know if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk at all, but the pulling from opposite directions type of thing because it's not antithetical to libertarianism to be in community with people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. I don't want, I think that idea has start, started to kind of infect some people where it's like anything that is a, uh, a joint effort is kind of a, a bad thing, but it's not if it's voluntary. Yeah, exactly. As long as everyone in the group agrees on exactly. on, on and everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone, exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. So that's like um, um, I don't know if you've really read or listened to a lot of uh, Stefan Molyneux, but a, a yeah, lot, he, a lot he's of the his, one that turned I, me into an anarchist. Actually, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, but no, I heard, no. I heard, that's when he uh, talked about taxation and stuff, I was like, I can't argue. Okay, you know. Yeah. yeah sorry, go ahead. Well, a lot of his early videos are what really got me on board with him. Um, he kind of changed his tune in the past few few years. Uh, yeah, but, he's uh, lost it, man. He's yeah. lost it. But, <laughs> but um, even now, just saying his name, you know, everyone sort of goes, you know, it's, it's almost like his name has become a little bit uh, right. uh, contentious, you know, because uh, he's part of some... They consider him part of the alt right and, and whatever, but the the man did have some solid philosophies, you know. Um, and the the two biggest things I got from him were, you know, um, voluntarism, as well as you know not being violent towards kids. You know, like kids are. Yes. You know, and that is of all the ideas that I've that I've adopted that I dis that people disagree with me the most. It's it's that and you think why would you disagree with not harming kids but you know that seems to be the one that people disagree with the most is the treatment of children you know isn't that amazing and it's not even like um a rational disagreement usually it's uh really emotional um yeah you can tell it's programming like if you say well maybe you shouldn't uh, you know and it's maybe we shouldn't hit our kids uh because that's going to teach them that violence is okay and the next generation is going to be you know perpetuating the same problems we have now and no no you know there's this immediate like rah yeah like, okay there's there's the red flag but yeah out of all the issues that someone could take issue with you know you know you could you could argue that we need to pay taxes for you know the good of the community no 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 we need to hit our kids like yeah kind of funny and and people the the go-to excuse everyone says is well if you don't discipline your kids if you don't hit your kids they're gonna turn into undisciplined monsters like no they won't you know yeah. you you just for me it's just that's that's someone who's given up on any sort of intelligent discourse with their child you know the, yes and the, there's a but there's there's also a difference than you know like if your child's playing out in a busy street and you have to physically remove them from the street. You know that's different than spanking them or 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 hitting them and 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 whatnot. You know, like obviously getting them out of danger by any means necessary is is required. But you know, if they steal something and you smack them on the bottom or you or do whatever, 
all they're going all that's going to do for them is make them want not to get caught you know that's not it's not going to yeah. be motivating for them not to steal again it's just oh if if i get caught i'll be punished for it so i need to think of a way to lie or or do something else to me that's that's all hitting kids does is make them clever enough to think of ways to get around doing bad things not not doing bad things if that makes sense yeah that makes perfect sense and i think uh, it just compounds it's a shame i think is a lot of the problem is shame uh i don't know if you've ever heard of summerhill uh, school in england no there's a book it's awesome uh <clears throat> school was started by a guy called as neil uh, he's dead now but the book changed my life in college like and i don't say that lightly but it was all about that um punishing and and why shame people morally why not just explain why the action is going to be detrimental and have that conversation and people say kids can't understand well if they can't understand then they're not going to understand why you're hitting them yeah and if they can't understand then you don't need to hit them mm. but getting to your road example i had a guy say well if i pull my kid out of the road and this is just recently i, I i'm going to hit him i'm going to spank him because he needs to know how dangerous that is and if if he doesn't feel pain he might not know that the car can hurt him and I'm just thinking well I don't know about that mm -hmm. you know <laughs> um, I think maybe he's gonna be scared because he almost got hit and then just be like why are you hitting me now if you're trying to save me from violence why are you <laughs> inflicting violence on me exactly um, but yeah. but I I told that guy you know well if they can understand then you don't need to hit them if they can't understand then hitting them is just gonna be traumatizing yeah um, but it's really hard to kind of comment that mindset but what's funny is I used to talk about this and I thought okay once I have a kid these people will alone or respect my views more um, but it's not the case uh, even with a child now now they move the goalposts and say well your kid's different you're lucky you got a good one right. you know I yeah. need to hit my kids which is I don't know why I thought that having a kid would give me credibility and in the eyes of fanatics, no, you know? they'll, they'll, you'll never have credibility because uh, with them because, like you said, they move the goalpost. You know, before you have kids, oh, you don't have kids, you don't understand. Once you have kids, well, your kid's different. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find that with a lot of arguments people have is anytime you bring any sort of legit argument against what their belief is, instead of putting themselves through the trouble of thinking and considering and, and trying to formulate even a, a, a counter argument, they just want to dismiss it and just, you know, come up with an excuse to why you're wrong and then they'll shut down the conversation, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't matter the topic either yeah. anymore. Yeah. Shay, I've been trying to decide who is that kind of person and just, you know, you can't teach a pig to sing is what I always think. You know, <laughs> you, you waste your time and you annoy the pig. So it's like, you know, some people will debate with you honestly, but if some people just won't even, like you said, get into it. No. Um, and I don't know your stance on, you know, vaccine injury awareness, but um, my personal choice in my household, my son is not vaccinated. A lot of people think I'm nuts. Right. I uh, had a guy just yesterday say, you know, basically like, LOL, uh, you know, your kid's blood is on your hands, which this type of thing I would never say to someone, even if I was on the other side, because it's just cold-hearted and and weird right. um, but I said okay uh, can we talk about this I I understand I think you're coming from a position of caring about your kids 
and I am too, so maybe we could find some common ground. And I just got, you know, blocked, um, which is to me a giveaway that the person is not interested in coming to an understanding. Right, right. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. Of, I totally feel what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think people like to make issues like that black or white instead right. of, you know, like you're either pro vaccination or anti vaccination. And, you know, same yeah, with like climate change or anything, any of these hot button topics, it's like you're either this or that. It's like, no, there's there's very little in this world that is black and white issue. There's a lot of gray zones to so many issues and people don't want to consider that, you know? Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what the state wants is that polarization. So we're just fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I, I actually don't like a lot of the the people that I'm on their side because of the way they argue, the the anti-vax people. It's like you're not making good argument. You're just making fun of people that vaccinate their kids. How is that going to help? Right. You know, they, they think what they're doing is is helping. And maybe there's some parents that want to do like selective vaccination. Um, you just, everyone's got to have a voice, you know, but as it stands now, the guy actually told me on Facebook anymore, I just shame people like you. And I called him, I said, you're a fool because you haven't heard my argument. Like right. going around shaming people that you haven't even heard what they're saying. Like that's on you. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, even if someone runs up to my house and says, Oh my God, there's a fucking purple unicorn outside. Yeah. If I just say, you know, well, that's a bad example because, of course, I'm going to not believe it. But you know yeah. what I mean? If this guy swears up and down every day, I see these unicorns come with me to the woods. I actually can't prove him wrong until I say, well, let's figure out what's going on. But just, just cutting people off yeah. and shaming people <clears throat> is really a, a puerile kind of juvenile tactic that, uh, you know, I don't get it. I don't get it. That, it's a for me, it's religion. That's how I define it anymore. It's yeah. a kind of religion. Well, I, I think a lot of people embrace certain ideas religiously, not just religious ideas, but um, exactly. economic yeah. ideas or political ideas or anything. They they take it personally. And I don't yes. understand why people attach their emotions to these things. At, like it's part of their identity that they're That's this why. or that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but why... why yeah, issues are important, but, you know, to get personally offended because someone disagrees with you on a vaccination or on climate change or, or anything like that, like, get over yourself, you know? I mean, let's just look at this objectively, facts versus, you know, other, you could argue which facts are right or wrong, but I never, I mean, I, I used to when I was younger, but the, the, the older I get, the, the less I care emotionally about certain topics, you know, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I disagree with you, but look at it this way. You know, I, I don't get angry if someone disagrees with me, you know? Right. As long as you're not forcing it on, on me. Yeah. Let's, let's disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's the mark of like an open-minded person. Like I, I mean, I used to be a statist, I guess by, you know, the proper definition of thinking you have to have a government and, I was a hardcore, hyper-religious Christian arguing with, you know, evolutionists in chat rooms. But I feel like there's a difference. There's a certain kind of person that even in that programming can look back and be like, okay, I'm getting very emotional now. Hmm. Like I remember talking with uh, guys in the uh, infidels.org chat room when I was hardcore Christian and they're just slamming my arguments down about – like even I like at that point I was like, okay, I've got no fucking rebuttal. Hmm. What do I do? And I remember this one day I said, you guys – I can't answer your questions. I'm going to go read about this and I'll come back. And it was just like in the chat room, just like a slow clap. Like I was the first one they'd met. 
yeah. um, that could say, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, I feel like a dude like you and, and other people, even if they're still status or still whatever the position, as long as they can like be a little bit self-reflective, I think there's, there's hope for all of us. Yeah. So it, being that I don't dismiss anybody that disagrees with the way I view the world, because if I did, I would be really alone. You know, I mean, um, I, I think it was also a Stefan Molyneux video where he said, you have to push away people that believe uh, in in taxing and voting and stuff and i'm just like no me because, and your family yeah and your family and i'm like that's defooing yeah that whole shit i was just like okay <laughs> this is starting to get a little weird and cultish yeah yeah and then you know the more and more about his inner circle and all that stuff came i'm like oh yeah okay this is this is a bit a bit weird but just like anything i just my philosophy now the way I take in information is I'll find good things that someone does or says and I'll take that from it but just yes. because they're a bit screwy in other areas doesn't mean I dismiss what good they have done you know or, or good ideas that they have come up with you know so hell yeah. yeah yeah and that's the thing like we're all screwy like and that's one thing I'm I'm coming to the I'm realizing more and more it's like I've got screws loose in certain areas and uh, I'm I need people to point that out. And you look at a guy like Molyneux who's fucking brilliant. Like, I I used to think he was just logically unassailable. Yeah. Like listening listening to him talk about the state is like okay, this guy there's no way. But the moment you think that a guy like that is just, you know, you start to be about him instead of what he's saying. Yep. Then yep. you're religious again. Like mm -hmm. or you're being religious about it. But yeah. So like you, I think um, and I think this is important for a lot of voluntarists is interdependence is okay <laughs> like we're independent but being interdependent on it's like the free market uh you know you you trade in graphic design and i trade in you know some other work or craft or money we need that and i think it's the same with ideas like if you know stefan molyneux says something excellent i can take that on board i don't have to uh write it off just because he's a trump humper now like i can take yeah. it on board and say well that actually is correct and, um, you know, it's not fun. It's not sensational. Like your position is not a popular one because it right. doesn't make for good Twitter debates and it, it, yeah. flame threads and, and uh, you know, CNN headlines. Uh, it, it, oh, look at this guy, uh, Shay Roberts, who is reasonable and rational, <laughs> rational and will mm. calmly talk about topics. <clears throat> yeah. You know, that's not very clickbaity. No. Uh, but that's what's needed, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. And that's, that, that just, to me, that just motivates me more to be who I am because you know if I find people disagree with that I kind of know I'm on the right path if that makes yes. any sense you know yes like, yes yeah I'd rather be the sane one in the conversation and not screaming and you know like uh, something off of Fox News or um, or CNN where people are just screaming at each other over asinine things you know just like can't you just have a civil conversation about this. No, but that doesn't bring in the ratings. That doesn't bring in the money, you know? So, right. so I think a lot of the anti, anti-Trump stuff is not necessarily about being anti-Trump. It's what's bringing in the number, the media numbers, the, and all the money, you know? For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's funny <laughs> because if you do do that, like try to take that, you know, logical approach to things, actually, it's funny. You will end up being a provocateur, um, unintentionally because it really pisses people off uh, 
which is fun. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And and it's it's weird. Like I've been not not that it really matters. I don't take it personally, but I've been blocked on Twitter by people that I like, you know, for for certain things that I've disagreed with them on. And I I wasn't trollish about it. I you know I wasn't doing it to attack them. I was doing it just to bring up a a counterpoint. And instead of actually engaging with me, they just block me. And yeah. that actually made me lose a, a lot of respect for these individuals, you know, because they don't, they don't want to, you know, they, they argue, oh, well, it's all about conversations and sharing ideas. But as soon right. as you share something that's against what they, <laughs> they're, they're saying, it's like, nope, block, you're done, bye, get yes. out of here, you know. But, yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have someone just fucking tell me to fuck off and disagree with me loudly instead of someone that says I'm so open-minded and open to debate and then they block you. Yeah. That's like so intolerable to me. But the guy that's just, you know, some angry bonehead that's honest about it, that's totally cool. We can talk, you know. Yeah. And I, I, you know, this this recent thing with Alex Jones being, you know, deplatformed and stuff, I, I did a couple of podcasts ago where I was talking about free speech and you know, I very there's very little that I probably agree with Alex Jones about, just because you know I think he's pretty loony on a lot of things. But he shouldn't be silenced because of that. You know, I mean, and people say, well, he's been deplatformed by private companies. They they have a right to silence him, which I agree with. Yeah, if you violate the rules that they set out, they have every right to silence you. My thing is. It's not so much like the First Amendment in America, freedom of speech. It's the it's the principle of freedom of speech in general across all cultures. Across you know, it, it doesn't matter what government you're part of. You know, people should have a right to speak their voice, and no one should silence them for that because that just leads down a slippery slope of censorship. You know, for sure. And you know what else, Shay? Uh, people are saying that like, oh, it's a private. Facebook's private, Twitter's private. Okay, great. You know they are government embedded, but yeah. for we as private as they can get, they're private, I guess. Yeah. But they're ignoring the bigger picture of the collusion, which it's like just because they're private doesn't make the collusion to censor a guy less relevant or important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that really takes away from okay, all these guys are simultaneously uh, shutting off, you know, deplatforming Alex Jones. Yeah, they're private companies, so forget it. Okay, but they're all colluding, so isn't this dangerous for all of us? You know, mm -hmm. and I think that goes back to the black and white thing you just mentioned a second ago. Where it's like, okay, it's got to be this or that, um, you know, and uh, which not to ramble here, but that kind of segues me into something. Another friend who used to be a libertarian but has been disillusioned. Hmm. He says that libertarians are not compassionate, um, and he wrote this really moving blog post about his. Um, I guess his mother's gonna pass away soon. It's just super sad. But he's like, I can't reach out to my libertarian friends because they'll tell me, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, all this stuff. And I was like, dude, you got a bad impression of libertarians. But there's a lot of libertarians like that. Like, it's private. It's my property. Uh, it, they're not actually looking at um, the bigger picture. And at that point, you know, I think you've become a religious, <laughs> a religious, yeah, exactly, a religious, you know, individualist, which doesn't make any fucking sense at all. But whatever, you know. No, I I completely agree, and it's just because you're an individualist doesn't mean you lack 
you should lack empathy for other people. You know, it, like oh. um, it's like the the Ayn Rand thing. You know, virtue of selfishness. It's not about being self-centered. It's about be, being your own person. But that doesn't mean you completely dismiss the feelings and and um, well, well, ideas can. of other people. Well, you can't. You have a right to do that, but. No, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't, even if you are, if you're like 100% self-interested, true self-interest will by default take into uh, account the people around you. Yeah. And like one of the things I've been like harping on on my own show a lot is logic, you have to have logic to have empathy as I define logic, like people like to separate it. But if I can't logically understand that, okay, we're both human beings, I'm assuming that this other person has feelings and thoughts like me. So I'm going to feel their pain in a sense. Like that's logic, you know? Yeah. So this whole thing about, yeah, like, uh, you know, self-interestedness is, you know, if you're going to have a good time in your life, if you want to make money, if you want to have good relationships, you kind of got to take other people into account, right? Otherwise yeah. you're just going to demolish yourself. So, you know, I hate that when people attack Ayn Rand like that. I really hate it because it's yeah. like, no, 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 you know? That, that's another one of those loaded names that you can't mention <sighs> without being – people automatically boxing you into a certain group or belief yeah. system, you know? People that haven't even read the books, like, yeah. she's yeah. an asshole. Have you read Atlas Shrugged? Do you know? You no, got that no, but my professor told me that she was an asshole, so I believe, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think even, who did the, was it, it wasn't Colbert, was it, uh, what's his name, that British comedian, the... The one who was on Drew Carey? Greg, Craig Ferguson? No. No, it was uh, this week, this week tonight, uh, last night. Oliver, so, what, what, what's John it Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah, I was yeah. so disappointed when he just lambasted Ayn Rand with all these straw men. I was like, dude, you're just a fucking puppet. To like, mm -hmm. it was really because he makes me laugh sometimes. But yeah. all those guys, of course, are. But it, it was disappointing. And and that's another thing. Just because I I disagree with a lot of these people doesn't mean I'm going to completely shut them out of my life in terms of being entertained by like I, I, right, I pretty right, much right. disagree with anything people in Hollywood espouse politically but that doesn't mean I'm going to not watch their movies or anything like that because I disagree with their politics I mean that that makes no sense to me how people just say oh, I'm never going to watch this again because they supported Hillary Clinton and you know I'm like okay who that's your loss you know like right right they put out entertaining things now if you don't want to watch it that's your choice but I mean, just because you disagree with them politically doesn't mean you have to completely, you know, shut them out of every aspect of your life, you know? For sure. Yeah. Well, like, I can understand cutting someone, like, saying, okay, this guy totally violated his principle. I'm not going to really take him seriously or take it with a grain of salt. Or maybe I will even cut it out. But if something changes, I'll go back. But if it's just like you're saying, like, limiting yourself like yeah. I'm never even gonna you know even if I want to <laughs> you know check something out again you know that's I think you're just boxing yourself in for sure yeah well you know it's like the the religious thing too like you know I went through very similar experience you did where you know hardcore Christian then you know started doing oh, wow. my, my research yeah yeah so I do my research and you know for a while I was I wouldn't say a militant atheist, but I, I was definitely, I would get into arguments with people, but I've kind of come, I wouldn't say full circle because I'm not a religious guy, but I would say there's more to this universe than our human minds can perceive. That doesn't necessarily mean fill in the gap with God. It just means that 
we don't well, know. You know, we don't that, know. That's a very logical yeah. position. Yeah, exactly. It's like we know there are more than three dimensions, but our human, our human eyes, our human brain cannot perceive more than three. You know, right? So like right. that that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means we can't perceive it. And like I said, people say, well, then that means God did it. We're like, no. It's like <laughs> it just means that there there are things that we can't explain, and we will never be able to explain because we're limited. You know, so and and I apply that to everything. You know, there there yeah. we can't know everything, and the only thing we can do is look at the facts that we have and make our best judgment based on that. But if new information comes, you shouldn't box your, your mind yes. into old ideas. You should be yes. open to accepting new things, you know? Yes. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And Can that's I get why amen? I had, you know? <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I had to get out because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stand it. I can't stand the idea that you have to accept something can never change. Yeah. You know, whatever that may be. A political view, uh, a scientific view, because at that moment you're dead. Mm-hmm. The learning stops, your creativity stops, and just looking at nature, nature doesn't do that. Nature change changes, it evolves, it adapts to the realities. Like, you know, uh, as a Christian, I couldn't understand why God would stop doing shit after the book was published. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's it. Well, that's it. Like, yeah. what? Why? Well, just because. Stop back asking questions. You know, yeah. like, nah, I can't. I can't. But like you said, I mean, I think it's cool, you know, the logical position, you know, people don't like it, but sometimes the most logical thing you can say is I don't know right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's a mark of (laughs) maturity. But see, see, that falls into your, that category of being non-confrontational and not being black and white. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't grab attention. That doesn't cause contention. And, you know, so you have to either be you know, a hundred percent atheist or a hundred percent religious. And like, no, no, you don't. You, you can look at both sides and say, okay, that's some, can you imagine like a CNN headline? Like, uh, Oh, sorry. We just, it just broke. My signal just broke up there. Okay. No, I, I, I hear now. The last thing I heard was CNN headline. Oh yeah. I was just Hmm. like saying, can you imagine if there was a CNN headline, like, uh, Trump, uh, seriously considers a policy he's unsure of. He wants our help. Like you know, like that shit brings about peace. Like oh, this guy's actually like uh, you know, Trump says I don't know. You know, like yeah. that's well, the kind of shit that's not exci- It's not sense. It's not sexy. Yeah. Um, but oh, wow. That's you know, it doesn't make me want to go kill people. Maybe we can help each other. Yeah, and the 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 thing that I noticed with the media and, and Trump is no matter what he does, they'll, they'll hate him. Like, you know, I, I disagree with Trump on so many things, but the thing he did with North Korea, uh, you know, at first I thought, okay, calling Kim Jong-un names over Twitter is not going to be productive. But the fact that he's the first sitting president to meet with a North Korean leader and that it paved the way for some sort of peace, I thought, well, I don't, may not have agreed with his tactics, but did any other president try and extend an olive branch to this guy ever? No, you know, so like at least that's something and people wouldn't even give him credit for at least trying to do that. They're just saying, Oh, he is Trump. He's evil, you know, whatever. It's like, okay. Like I said, I'm not going to defend Trump on almost anything, but if he could at least, get the conversation of peace with North Korea going, it's like, hey, you did something right, you know? 
Yeah, and like what I would say is my personal view is like when I saw that headline, I felt this really good feeling because I think we all want peace, right? Right. And then immediately I think, okay, it's all orchestrated. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I think. <laughs> but regardless of that, I think what what's most important about what you're saying here is to just say it's bullshit because you hate Trump yeah. and not actually look at it seriously is bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So yeah, if it if it was um, some you know uh, theater, I, I view all politics as theater. Well, hey, maybe if it was a legitimate thing that he did and it brings about peace, well, that's great. Uh, but the moment you know you've got people on the left saying you know everything about Trump, which is maddening because look at Obama, like fucking disgusting. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I I think it goes back to that same level-headedness that you're talking about. And I say it's like not black and white, but I think it actually can be very provocative. And one of the things I like to do most is to (laughs) kind of provoke people and and kind of irritate them in a respectful way and saying, hey, this is the logic of the matter. Look at it. Um, And that triggers a lot of people. I think being an irritant is kind of important, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, you saying that, oh, well, look, this, this thing brought about peace. Why are you attacking it without looking at it? Well, because that's my computer program and now you're fucking pushing the escape button stop it i don't like it you yeah know? yeah yeah no um, that, that, that's just it i mean whatever the motivations for that were who knows but at least it's it seemed to be a positive thing and but people won't accept it just because of who's behind it you know and yeah let's at least consider the possibility right yeah and that, that and that's all i'm trying to bring up with that point and when i would maybe i didn't articulate myself right with the people I was talking to about it but they immediately went to oh you're a Trump supporter you you're you're a racist and I was like what the hell man like <laughs> I can't say one not even neutral thing about Trump you know if I'm not 100% anti-Trump then I'm a white supremacist racist Trump like okay I can't even talk to you if you're going to yeah. be like that you know that, yeah. that that shit is annoying yeah isn't it amazing yeah. like it's it's so frustrating like you have to I have to laugh or I just want to kill myself yeah you know I don't know I have found I my dad came to visit I told you my parents came to visit a while back and my my parents are Trump supporters my dad's a little bit more like me critical like he's a supporter but he's not like a worshiper yeah so like I'll be like I think Trump's you know part of the deep state and he's like well I've thought about that you're probably right but blah 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 yeah 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 you know, very my, similar to my dad like, actually <laughs> yeah my mom's more like he's a good man it's like well he bombs children yeah but he's a you know I love my mom don't yeah. get me wrong no. but what was funny I did I did concede to my dad that in general I have had conversations with people on the right hmm. which I consider it all leftist because it's all socialist but the people the conservatives. They tend to have been more reasonable with me, even if they called me like an SJW because I disagree with their video, uh, views. But after a while, they some of them have said, okay, you're not an SJW, I'm listening. Whereas on that kind of commie side of things, yeah. you almost never get it. You just get called a racist, Yeah. you, you make points and they just there's like no open ear. And I think that has to do with conservative conservatism being linked to the reality of reality like individual mm-hmm. self-ownership and logic but yeah I hear you you know you just get called a racist or whatever the moment you even hint that yeah it's well, such a weird binary well, such a weird binary yeah I mean that that's also why like adopting the label of libertarian nowadays 
people will group you in with alt-right and, and Nazism just for being libertarian and like where you, where do you get that and they'll say stuff like um, Chris Cantrell um, I think that's who Can't, it was uh, Cantwell, Cantwell. Can, Cantwell that's right like yeah. but you know of course I came across him before the Charlottesville thing but even when I would listen I listened to a couple of episodes of his his podcast or his radio show and I thought this dude's just an asshole I don't care if I agree with him he just seems like a dick and yeah. lo and behold he became the crying Nazi you know so, yeah. so that's uh, yeah I heard him say once on one show and I couldn't believe they didn't call him out on it he said I think they said if you were president what would you do and he said I'm not joking I'm not joking he said I'm not joking like three times yeah. I would take all the Democrats registered Democrats put them in boxcars and gas them and I, I said okay this is a fucking joke right like cause yeah. he's a libertarian right and he said I'm not joking and the guys on the podcast which was Liberty Hangout which I'm sorry I don't know your opinion of them but yeah. You know, sometimes they say good shit, but they've gone off the rails a lot. But I just—they didn't call him on it. Yeah, and it's like, okay, Chris can't. Well, yeah, and now we're getting lumped in with. That okay, goes... you're you're a libertarian, so you you're a you want to murder people. Like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it just it boggles my mind that if people actually looked at the principles of what libertarians believe, they would—they're completely anti. Nazism, you know, like it, it's it's opposite. It's like I, I would say Nazis are closer to socialists, which I mean, it's in the name, you know, it's in the name National right. Socialist. They're closer to socialists than they are libertarians by by far, you know. So, yeah, definitely, hmm. definitely. That's what I mean. Like even like Trump is a socialist. I kept saying that to my dad to see his reaction to try to like push his buttons, hmm. and I was really proud of my dad. He was like, "Well, yeah, you're kind of right." But he's better than these leftist commies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, socialism light is better than heavy socialism. I, I could see where you're coming from. Yeah. And you know, I, I see your logic behind that. Yeah, that's like with, with my mom. She, you know, she's she supported, she voted for Trump. And I'm like, how could you, as a woman, vote for Trump when he's talking about grabbing women by their genitalia? And, you know, all this. And she's like... <laughs> And she concedes now. She's like, "Yeah, he is not a moral man at whatsoever, but he was better than Hillary Hillary Clinton." I'm like, "Well, I mean, I can't wow, argue, uh, I can't argue with that." But it's just like turd sandwich and douche nozzle, you know, from South Park. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's yeah. they're both horrible choices, you know. Well, good on your mom for at least yeah. saying he's not moral because I know yeah. so many people that are like. Yeah, he said grab her by the pussy, but he's a man of God. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. – and I'm not saying you can't be a man of God, whatever that is, and say yeah. something like that. But it's like, do you like yeah. well, realize – like they, they, Or they, it's like anti-abortion, but let's drone bomb kids in Yemen. Like, Yeah, yeah if, you, if you're you, really pro-life, you would be against war. You'd be against the death penalty. You know, But a lot of these people who are anti-abortion are for the death penalty and for war. You know, they – Right, and it I think that's where it sense. comes in, where it's yeah. like, we can kind of like either disengage or have some compassion because it's so obvious, like, this person is following a program. Yeah, they're not thinking for themselves. Yeah. they're not using the brain that nature gave them. You know, hmm. because there's no way if you were thinking for yourself, you could support, uh, be so anti-abortion and support, you know, you know, bombing school buses. Yeah. Or like what happened in in Yemen, you know, like the yeah. Saudis used one of our bombs that we gave them and yeah. you know, bombed the the school children in Yemen, and, and and you don't hear about 
Yemen at all on the news. It's that is something that people don't know that what's going on over there, and that's that just blows my mind. You know. Yeah, it was funny how CNN handled that too. Their article, they uh, they never acknowledged like U.S. They just uh, said, you know, coalition, and then they said, we hopefully we can get the UN in here to bring peace. So they just, you know, put the UN as like the savior, and you know, conveniently avoided any sort of responsibility or guilt. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just years and years of trying to argue with people, I've just come to the conclusion you're not gonna get through to most people. You can keep trying, and I, you know, instead of being confrontational about it, I just bring it. I ask people questions now like like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's more of like a like like a socrates sort of thing just just now you're at, really gonna piss people off yeah I just, well th- that's the thing because because i think they would rather me be confrontational and, and screaming at them with my opinion than than questioning why they believe what they believe you know yep because then they can go aha yeah. you're losing it you're angry yeah you know and they can pick out your where you fall off the cliff exactly Staying calm and just driving nuts. Yeah. So uh, one issue uh, I wanted to um, talk to you a bit more about. Uh, yeah. Before we before we go is uh, about the uh, unschooling. So cool. That, that, yeah. That is something that not a lot. I mean, a lot of people know about homeschooling, but they don't really know about unschooling. So could you care to kind of explain what that is first and how you came across finding this sort of gym in Japan of all places of of a free school? Yeah, I'd love to. You know what? Let me plug in my computer though real quick cuz it's about to run out of battery. So right. give me just a second here. Sure, sure. <clears throat> okay. Okay, welcome back. <laughs> so, uh are you back? Okay. Yeah, I was about to run out of juice there. That wouldn't be good. Uh yeah, so unschooling as a philosophy is just um it's really goes hand in hand with uh, individual self ownership. It's student led learning. So um, the idea is we don't need to force learning. Uh, we learn to walk, learn to talk, without a textbook, without a teacher. Um, and public schools are really doing more damage than good, really, uh, to young people by corralling them down this set path and locking them up for 12 years, basically. So unschooling is. The kid finds what the kid wants to do. And through that, all other subject areas that you need for life will be connected. Um, for example, if a child wants to become an archaeologist, well, he's going to have to learn about geology, going to have to learn math, going to have to be literate, going to have to be able to um, talk to people, going to have to network. So, And that will all be done effortlessly, as it were. Even though they might work their ass off, it'll be fun um, because they're – bringing their unique gift to the world, to the universe, which I feel like, um, not to wax metaphysical or, or too, you know, spiritual here, but like everyone is different, you know, wh- whatever, if that's from evolution or God or nature or whatever, um, with unschooling, everyone can kind of bring their unique thing to the table right. and that helps everybody. Whereas the school system is like, do this, uh, here's your choices, blah, blah, blah. So we ended up moving to this out to the country here in Niigata, um, which is a city on the northwest coast of Japan. Uh, but we moved out of the city and into the country, and just serendipitously, right down the road was this school um, called PNT, uh, PNT, and um, 
it's called a free school. And I thought, I thought, okay, well, what, let's see what this is. You know, I doubt it's going to be really, um, like an unschooling sort of philosophy, um, like A.S. Neal or whatever. But we went there and, um, this woman, Suzuki is her name, founded this school 10 years ago. Uh, our philosophies are exactly the same. Um, it's, it's peaceful parenting. It's unschooling. They have a school, right? So it's not, but everything's voluntary. Kids don't, it's as close to unschooling. To to yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's unschooling in a building if you want. So yeah. I still consider it unschooling, um, which is a better way to do it here. It'll keep the state off my case a little bit yeah. um, for my son. But that, you know, that's what I, I, I was, was going just, to ask you. Sorry to interrupt. That's what I was going to ask yeah, you. How okay. you said you have your son is five, correct? Yeah. So you yeah. you won't be putting him into the public school system. No. Like, how, how, I'm not sure exactly how Japan how that works here, you know? Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a gray zone. It's not illegal. Um, some people argue that it is. There's like several different laws that come into play. It's kind of this, you know, you know, uh, bureaucratic uh, cluster F, you know, but um, you can you can do it. So basically the thing is the child has a right to an education according to the constitution, but it doesn't specify what type of education. Okay. Um, so it depends on the school board in your area. Some will look really like critically on you, um, but how they've been advising us, uh, this school down the street, go to the orientations at the school, show that you're not, you know, keeping your kid from a, in a cage at your house, and sh- and give your kid the choice. And my son does have the choice. Like I didn't, you know, I'm not religious about unschooling either. Right. I told him if you want to go to public school that's your thing because there's more kids or whatever that's your choice he knows that yeah. um, but he loves it at the other school so you do that and you let the community see or whatever that you're not you know a monster and what's neat here is the public school here quite uniquely has a relationship with the free school a respectful relationship because they've seen the kids coming out of the free school they've seen what they can do yeah. how well how mature how well adjusted they are how talented they are so it, we, we moved into a really unique situation here. Um, but yeah, their, their school's awesome. I mean, the kids are, one girl's uh, 17, and uh, she's just a, a masterful oil painter. Wow. She would have never been able to uh, pursue that in public school, and she just didn't want to go. So her mom, being this fucking kick-ass lady, said, okay, well, I've read all these books. I'm down with the philosophy. I'm not going to make you go. I'm going to start a school here in the middle of Podunk, Japan, that everyone's gonna reject, and she's caught in like some caught so much shit. So like, I just really admire her because to do that as a Japanese woman in this society, like, uh, she just totally bucked the system and started yeah. this successful thing. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the long and short of it. Well, that's pretty amazing, man. I mean, you you're certainly right. You got lucky finding that, and I think um, that's actually good that there's a, a community built around that because a lot of you know, arguments people will have against like homeschooling or, or something is the kids won't have any social interaction. They won't have any, you know, and when I went to school, I, you know, I met a few homeschooled kids and they were, I'll just be honest, they were weird because, because uh, <laughs> they didn't have any social interaction, you know, and I think yeah. kids need, they need the social interaction. And, and if this lady, it seems like she figured, figured it out because if you have the philosophy there, in a building where they can interact with other kids, then that's the perfect combination, you know, because they'll get their social inter- interaction that way. 
So. Yep, and that's that's of course remains one of my biggest concerns and priorities for my son is making sure he has that. You know, he's got friends. A lot of the friends are in school, so we got to make sure um, that that's there. So yeah, I appreciate the the community there for sure because that's what it provides. Like that's kind of the whole reason is okay. There's a bunch of like-minded people there um, that can hang out. And it's funny you mentioned that I, I have met weird homeschoolers as well. I've also met really well-adjusted, mature homeschool, like my sister, homeschooler, uh, former homeschooler. Um, but there they are like, and it tends to be like, you know, uh, in my experience, evangelical hardcore Christian families that lock their kids up and I, I'm yeah. not pro, I'm not pro that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but the the school down the road, like it's been really cool because they invited me to um, speak to the parents uh, last month, which was like huge for me. Um, I volunteer there, but I had never been invited to give like a presentation, do a Q and A uh, with a translator, and they want me because she's been preaching this shit for ten years now, and some of the the dads especially uh, are like, yeah, okay, this lady's. She's nice, but fuck, a bit nuts, I think. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, please come in as a, <laughs> you know, a former licensed teacher from America that's in Japan that's now voluntarily chosen to put your kid in here, your bilingual yeah. kid in here. Come in and tell these guys why. And I was so honored and pumped. And like, it just so happened at that time, my parents were here and my wife's parents were here. And they, you know, my wife's parents think I'm fucking nuts too. Like, yeah. you're, not vac- you're not vaccinating your kid. Yeah. Uh, now he's not going to go to school. Oh God! What's wrong with you, Graham? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure your your wife's really family sweet. is is uh, really. I'm, I'm sure family reunions are quite interesting. Then. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily they're really sweet people, and they they mind their business. You know, yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure other people would have disowned me, but they all got to be there for that presentation, bilingual, and left. And everyone said, "Wow, you know, I really understand it more." That's so cool. for me, like with Voluntary Japan, first it's the philosophy because that's what changes the individual, which is the only way anything's going to change from yeah. the individual out. But second, it's that like doing things with the unschooling by default because I have a son. And if I can help spread that here, that's kind of the, the concrete direct action end of things, I think. So wow. yeah, I, I'm super pumped about it. And actually for people in Japan, there's actually a lot of uh, Facebook pages and there's free schools like this all over. I don't know if they're as hardcore, like, on point about the philosophy. But for anybody that's watching your show you and in Japan and wondering, you don't have to uh, put your kid in a public school if you don't want. Um, so, yeah, and anyone that has questions, uh, you know, please contact me, voluntaryjapan at protonmail.com. Because I'm getting advice from this Japanese woman who's – been on the battlefield for 10 years now and yeah. so I'd, I'd gladly like relay that same shit to anyone that wants to know yeah she she's a, a veteran when it comes to this so now yeah. that, that's great that you're you're promoting this and you're getting the word out and especially when you talk about that presentation and you know people like your your wife's parents left with a better understanding that you know they, they still may not agree but they at least understand Right, right. Understand it. And yeah. I think that's vital first steps is just at least understanding what you don't understand, you know. So Yeah, and it's funny, you know, even my sister after uh after, you know, reading about that and my mom too was like, Oh, I get it now. Hmm. I was like, I thought I thought you guys already got it, but I guess not, you know. It's good to articulate things. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, at least my, my wife's parents know I'm not just, you know, like the some crazy some Al Qaeda or some yeah. weird guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean 
I, I don't know how, how they feel about you being non-Japanese, but that's that's one that it's it's a still kind of a rarity, you know. So that's one thing, and then the vaccination thing, and then the unschooling. They're just like, oh my gosh, you know, what what's, yeah. what next, you know? <laughs> I almost feel sorry for my father-in-law sometimes. Like I look at him when we're having these conversations, and he's just like staring off into space, like <laughs> shaking his head. I'm like, sorry, dude. Uh, you know, this is this is the deal. This is the package. Yeah, yeah. So, but he he's cool though. He's cool. He's just like, I'll do what you want. Well, so. hey, at least they're they're not um, you know trying to take control, you know. So that's yeah. that, that's 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 a good thing. So Yeah. Well, Graham, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um how can everyone find you online? Uh just tell us everywhere that your people can find more information <laughs> about you and uh I'll include the links in the show notes, so don't worry about that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's my pleasure. It's great meeting you and talking to you. Really, really easy to talk to, and uh, great to meet a fellow uh, Japanarchist, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Voluntary Japan. I have um, I mainly blog on Steamit.com right now. Uh, Steamit, uh, and you can just search at Voluntary Japan. I'm on Twitter, YouTube, D Live, which is like a new YouTube based on the blockchain where they can't censor you, which is awesome. Um, uh, YouTube and Twitter are getting kind of questionable. I'm actually on a shadow ban right now on Twitter as we speak uh, for, I don't know, commenting to Madeleine Albright, something that was offensive, I guess. Um, oh, interesting. I, I'd like to yeah. pick your brain about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Um, apparently, I can't be too anti-war or something. I don't know. Uh, where else? Yeah, YouTube, Twitter. Just If you just search Voluntary Japan, and like you said, you got the links. Um, I did just start a Patreon I am doing this pretty much full time right now, so if you like what I'm doing, any of you guys out there, um, you get special access to uh, exclusive stuff. Um, I don't like doing like the paywall thing, so I put out put out my stuff to pretty much anyone. But there is uh, special shit for the Patreon people, um, and you can support me there. Otherwise, uh, yeah, two blogs on Steamit, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Okay. So and you're you're on Steamit as well, so I'm excited about that. I am on Steamit. I haven't I haven't started anything yet, but you're you're lighting the fire under my ass to get started. So I'll oh, uh, cool. yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to it. it. It looks exciting. So I mean, there, there's so many other topics that we can talk about, but we'll save that for another time. So yeah, sounds uh, good. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and I'll point everyone in your direction. And uh, any last words you'd like to to give? Um, the audience uh, last words um, I don't know no do your thing <laughs> that's it Be do your thing and don't listen to anyone else really okay yeah well thanks Graham I appreciate cool. it yeah thank you okay <laughs>